1: The Bible says God so loved the world. Not the Christians, there were none, you understand? God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Sometimes we think, and it's like this unconscious belief that Jesus died for the godly. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says Jesus died for the ungodly, sinners, because we needed to be rescued. We needed redemption. We needed his mercy, and we still do.
0: People often have lofty opinions of themselves, thinking they're better than everyone else. Pastor Robert reminds us today, however, that Jesus came for the sinful and broken, not the perfect. Don't think that you're too far gone to be saved, because that's exactly what Jesus' specialty is, healing those who are too worn down to continue. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 5 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
1: Trust someone after you forgive them sometimes we equate those two things right if I forgive them well that that means I have to treat it like it never ever happened you know forgive and forget and no that's God God forgives and forgets hallelujah but he's not asking you to trust this person who has done you wrong if they're not trustworthy well then you're a fool to trust them if they've demonstrated by their behaviors that they're still struggling with those anger issues, you know, God is working in their life, but they're still clearly struggling in that area, well, then you shouldn't trust them. If they're still struggling with the past pattern of, of not being completely honest about things, well, then don't just take their word at stuff, but forgive them for having lied to you. You see the difference? The same thing with mercy. Do you understand that your emotions don't have to govern your behavior? You don't have to feel merciful toward an individual to show mercy. Like I said a minute ago, just give it to God. I want to beat you to death, but I'm not going to. It's that simple. You hurt me. I want to hurt you, but I'm not going to. I choose mercy in this situation. I want mercy in my life. And I'm going to be merciful. You know, Jonah gives us an example of, I don't know, our human nature and tendencies. God had commanded Jonah to go to Nineveh and to proclaim the judgment of God. You know, what? It's an interesting thing. He told Jonah, "I want you to go there and tell them in three days I'm going to destroy this city." He he wasn't commanded to tell them if you repent I won't. He was just commanded go tell them. They got three days. I'm going to kill them. They're all done. And Jonah refused. He's like, no. Not going to do it. And most of you know the story. We told the story of Jonah and the whale, you know, when we're kids. You know, Jonah says, no, he gets on a boat, heads out, boat's going to sink. They throw him overboard. He's swallowed by this big fish. He gets spit out. And he's like, okay, 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 I'll go to Nineveh. So he goes. And the whole city repented. The whole city turned to God. And so God spared them. And that made Jonah mad because he wanted them all dead. They were his enemies. He didn't want mercy. He wanted his enemies destroyed. Jonah chapter 4 verse 1 says, It displeased Jonah exceedingly that God had shown mercy, and he became angry. So he prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore, I fled previously to Tarshish, for I know that you are a gracious and merciful God slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Therefore, now, O oh Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. I mean, he threw a big pity party, right? I just want to die. If you're going to let them live, kill me. I don't want to be here. If they're going to be walking on the planet, I want to be gone. He was so frustrated that God had showed mercy toward his enemies that he wanted to to die, But God taught him a lesson. Verse 5 of Jonah chapter 4. So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city. There he made himself a shelter and sat under it in the shade till he might see what would become of the city. He was still holding out hope that maybe God was going to kill him after all. And the Lord God prepared a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be shade for his head to deliver him from his misery. So God is still showing Jonah Mercy. So Jonah was very grateful for the plant, but as morning dawned the next day, God prepared a worm, and it so damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened when the sun arose that God prepared a vehement east wind, and the sun beat down on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. Then he wished death for himself and said, it's better for me to die than to live. Then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? And he said, it is right for me to be angry, even to death. But the Lord said... You have had pity on the plant for which you've not labored nor made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left and much livestock? You're what God was saying to Jonah. It's like you're, you're showing the idea, you're, you're showing compassion for a bush that you didn't even plant. You you didn't cultivate it. You had nothing to do with it. It pops up one night and it's gone the next. But you're showing pity toward this bush. And you think somehow it's wrong that I should show pity and have compassion on this city that's full of livestock that never did anything to you. More than 120,000 who can't even tell their right hand from their left. And and we don't know. what It means one of two things. It either means that... God was saying about the population of Nineveh, they they don't have any understanding, they don't know me, they don't know anything about me. Or it could mean, as one commentator suggested, these were 120,000 children, so maybe the actual population of the city was 600,000 or whatever. Either way, God makes a huge point. Some of you are more compassionate toward your poodle than you are toward brothers and sisters in Christ. Some of you show more love and more pity toward your pets, toward the pets of other people, toward stray cats, than you do toward people. And God says that's absurd, so don't get mad at me. God says that's ridiculous. In Luke 12, verse 6, Jesus said, Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins, and not one of them is forgotten? before God. But the very hairs of your head are numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. Now, I think it's safe to read into that, that God would say, you are of more value than many poodles. Right? You guys follow my rationale here? Following my logic? God values the person you hate much more than many pets. I remember hearing one time, I wish I could remember exactly what was taking place, but it was a situation where there was an individual who had been rightly, you know, they they really had been hurt. They had been harmed by an evil person. And they were holding on to that. They, you know, it's like, no, I won't forgive that. No, I can't forgive. And the person that was talking to him said this, do you hate Jesus that much? And they were like, of course not. The Bible says he, even what that person did to you, he, he bought it. He paid for it on the cross. It's his now. The Bible says God so loved the world. Not the Christians, there were none. You understand? God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Sometimes we think, and it's like this unconscious belief that Jesus died for the godly. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says Jesus died for the ungodly, sinners, because we needed to be rescued. We needed redemption. We needed his mercy, and we still do. You don't have the right to withhold mercy from those for whom Jesus was crucified. Oh, how happy are those who show mercy. They shall obtain mercy. And we all need His mercy.
0: This first book of the New Testament informs you well about the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It details His birth and life, His ministry, and then His death. But it also tells you that He rose again. Jesus is victorious over death. And even more, He's alive today. Your Savior lives, and you can rejoice in that. As you listened to Pastor Robert's message today on Main Thing Radio, you may have realized that you've never given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you've been a believer for a while, but you haven't taken steps to actively live for Christ in your daily life. Today's the day to change that. You can start right now. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. We're so glad you joined us today. You can hear more teachings from this series in Matthew right now by visiting mainthingradio.com or just download our mobile app. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook and Twitter, too. There you'll be able to get the latest information on Main Thing Radio and Calvary Miami Beach. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find links at MainThingRadio.com. We'd like to meet you, too. You're invited to be part of our worship time at Calvary Miami Beach. Just visit the church page under About at MainThingRadio.com to learn more. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in for Main Thing Radio.